The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Now that we've accomplished a base world creation, it's time to get into creating our characters for this Dresden Files Accelerated campaign. Listen in to hear how we go from basic ideas and move to the beginnings of characters. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Definitely find us on iTunes if you like us. Even if you don't, if you would give us a great review on iTunes, that would be awesome. It does help other people find us on iTunes. You can also give us a great review anywhere else you find us. We are hosted on Podbean. We have almost 200 followers there, so you, you might be following us there. Um, you can find us there and um, follow us on Podbean, which will put us closer to the top of the the list of podcasts that more people will see. That'd be great. In the meantime, we're just going to go around the table quickly and say hi, starting with... Hey, everyone. This is Mickey. JJ here. I'll be playing Cletus. Cletus. Hey, this is Kurt. And if everything Joe just said confused you, just go to adventuresfromtheshed.com and well, you'll find the, the, links, <laughs> the links to all of our stuff because I don't know what Podbean is. Uh, you don't have to. I, I don't if I go to Adventures from the Shed. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what I do. I put it in my RSS feed. I'm good to go. Yeah. This is Chris. Hey, and I am Joe. We are back doing our world and character creation for the Dresden Files Accelerated campaign that will be kicking off soon. What we did in the last session, actually, um, Chris, do you remember what we did? We talked about creating the world and... Uh, we're going to use the upstate of South Carolina, a little bit of maybe uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Atlanta area in Georgia. Yep. Um, and then we talked about creating some factions, mostly the, uh, the real estate, the real estate guys. We spent a lot of time. And a little about bit about them. the incident, what caused us to maybe kind of come here and check things out, yep. which has, has to do with the real estate developers. Cool. Um, so we did that in the last session, part of that, and, and we're going by the book, the Dresden Files Accelerated book. We're using the PDF here, hardcover to arrive soon. And um, So, Joe, are we, we didn't talk about other factions. Are we leaving that to you They're to know of, whether there's vampires we did or talk werewolves? a little bit about others. We did mention, for me, I'm actually going to use, Kurt, your mention of the ghosts from the past. There will be something linking the, the, the spirits from, from history of, of this area there will be something linking that and that will be a faction you just don't know that much about it yet and we did mention the um faction behind the major banking institutions probably white court vampires from the wraith house okay um and that we talked about just enough to to give them those names but we didn't delve into the factions like we did with the real estate developers but we most likely will during our first regular campaign adventure okay. they will definitely be a part of it um yeah, so we did that. We found places in our general area that we were familiar with and gave them a little bit of history, uh, well, maybe not history, but significance within our world. And then, uh, let's see, I think that really covers overall what we did in the first hour. And just as a reminder for those listening, we are doing this a little different from normal where we are recording all of our creation aspects. When we first started in uh, recording this Dresden Files Accelerated game, uh, none of us had read the rule book front to back. I think some of us had skimmed different parts. I had asked each of the players to read, I think it's five pages that covers character creation, which isn't a lot, but it gives you the idea of what you're going to do to create a character. And we are learning it as we go. And hopefully this gives you a look into what it's really like to be at a tabletop RPG session with a bunch of people trying to figure out how to play a game, creating the world and creating the characters to get started. And on that note, we're jumping into character creation. And uh, so for today, or for this session, we're going right into creating the characters. What what there is there for character creation, this is on the bottom of page 91 of the book, and I'm just going to read the summary, and then we'll get into that with the, the others at the table here. So the summary is recommended in this sequence. Choosing a mantle, choosing two aspects, both high concept and trouble, create a third aspect, 
Give your character a name and describe them. JJ's got that one. Um, yep. <laughs> the name already. Uh, choose your character's approaches, and um, we talked a little about this in the last session. Approaches are what you might be familiar with in other RPGs as abilities or skills, strength, constitution, dexterity, etc. In this game, they're called approaches, and they have different names. Um, then set your character's refresh to three. Refresh in um, the fate system means how many fate points you get at the beginning of an, uh, a session or adventure. Choose a stunt. Now, stunts are... Uh, what and would be analogous to like feats in a D and D kind of scenario or Pathfinder? And on the f- the refresh and the fate points, yeah. if you have more stunts, you get less refresh. To be honest, that's something we need to see in this game. Uh, that was the way in the full Dresden Files RPG. I have not read that section yet. It you is. did, Kurt. Okay. Yeah, and so I think the idea is you can have more stunts and do yeah. more cool stuff, but then you get fewer fate points to start each session. Yeah. So you get guaranteed ability to do cool stuff but you then don't get to modify the story or a role as often. Right. Although in Fate, there's always a chance for you as a GM to give us or offer us face points. That's the idea. Um, Then after choosing that stunt, we'll be recording characters' stress and conditions. I'm very stressed right now, (laughs) If desired, (laughs) write up two more aspects and add up to two more stunts. And then lastly, complete any additional information about, uh, required about your character. Um, those familiar with uh, job descriptions, I read this one as other related duties as assigned. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the last one is complete any additional information that you need. Well, um, and on the aspect yeah. stuff, we don't have to do that because we can add those later as we play if we want to. For we, get, we have to do two, I think. You have to create two aspects, high concept and trouble, and create a third as part of character creation. However, other aspects can come into play later. Right. Yes. Like if you already know what you want your character to be like, you can make yeah. those aspects now, or you can wait and call them in as needed. So let's start talking a little bit about one of our characters. And I think Kurt did, uh, volunteered to go first. So let's talk a little bit about the mantle. And I think it's going to be between Kurt and JJ doing a lot of the talk here while um, myself and Mickey and Chris probably read some more so we understand a little. Yeah, and, and I volunteered to go first because I don't know what I'm doing. Also, frank, let me ask if you would, you. just make sure you're keeping the notes as we go because the next time we sit down, we won't remember right. a damn thing. So in my mind, I'm playing kind of a outdoorsy hunter-fisher, loves the wild and wildlife character. As a secondary trait, he may have a bunch of money, but that's not the, the overriding character. And so when I just did a quick skim through the mantles in preparing for today, and my sense, Joe, is that the mantles are kind of a framework to give you kind of a, a concept yeah. and some stunts. It's almost like a pre-built beginning to a character. And I may not have the right analogy here, but I was thinking of it kind of in the way that you could say, my character is a fighter, and then you determine, is he an archer? Is he a two-handed fighter? Right. Is he a sword and board? It, it's, I think of the mantle, the overarching theme, like that. It's starts to define your character, and then you get deeper and deeper into the definition. Right. And so for me on this game, I know I want to now play an outdoorsy character. In my mind, he's kind of maybe a little druidy or rangery. But that's Funny, really, you don't look druish. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really all I know. And so when I skimmed the mantles, I was like, well, should I play a were character? Because I could be a were, werewolf, werefox, werebear. And I was like, that'd be cool. I want you to be a were-squirrel. Or a were-squirrel. <laughs> um, or a changeling. And, and basically, when I looked at these different mantles, you know, some of them, um, you're a fae or you have fae ancestry mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And JJ had suggested just literally on the last break that I would look at a particular mantle. And when I looked at it very, very quickly, I was like, this might be really fun. So, JJ, why don't you just give me a quick overview of what it is and who, uh, who that main guy is. And so, what it means in the dress of Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. the Earl King is, um, he is the, the leader of the Wild Hunt. Uh, specifically, from what I understand, he came into being to hunt the other uh, the outsiders, and so imagine, if you will, like you know the Big Bang creation, and then the magical beings come into being and they create the world along with you know God and you know Hades and Thor and Odin. All these beings came into being, and. The Earl King came into being because there's also outsiders. Outsiders are 
the very definition of ruin, devastation. They want to destroy what is created. And the Earl King um, regularly goes on what's called wild hunts to destroy any outsiders that have made it into the world. Is the Earl King fey or the Earl King is above them? Beside, beside them. them. Like you have the you have he is God ish. He's his own force of nature. He's okay. a force of nature. How about that? Um, he's not a god. He is he is bound to only do that thing to hunt outsiders. But you, being the Earl King, his hunt master, would be his liaison with the human world. Right. So the mantle that JJ recommended, and which I think I'm probably going to go with, is Earl King's hunt master. And um, I lost the page number. Do you have it there, JJ? 144. Right. So um, do you want to give a quick summary or do you want me to give a quick summary? You go for it. You can read it and ask any questions if you have any. Yeah, so I'll keep it short. But the idea is that um, I have a role for the Wild Fae that um, it says resembles that of the winter or summer nights of the Fae Courts, which is assisting the Earl King with issues where supernatural obligations and restrictions prevent his personal attention. So he's too busy to deal with something. I'm like his right-hand man, I guess, yep. and I go and deal with it. And I operate at an, the otherworldly scale, which will come into play later when we're, we're kind of dealing with our power level, essentially. So if you look on the character sheet, uh, in the bottom left, above stress, mm-hmm. there's scale. Right. You have mundane, supernatural, otherworldly, legendary, godlike. Right. So I'd be in the middle there, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the way the mantle works is it gives you some unique conditions. And I'm not going to read the, all the details of mine, but for example, I have impaled by cold iron, which means it, you know each one of these things gives a mechanical effect. So if I'm yes. in trouble, um, then I get to have a certain defense because of this. And then I get wild power, which means that I can access my mantle's powers in certain ways you know, by marking boxes. And um, Joe, I don't know how much you want to go into this because I haven't reviewed it in detail, but what the mantle does is it gives me three, I think, unique conditions, and then it gives me my core stunts, like, for example, faster, stronger, tougher. Mm-hmm. I can mark a box of wild power to add plus one to any physical action. So let's talk about that for a moment because this is going to be true for everybody once they've picked a mantle. When you pick the mantle, you get all of the core stunts. So that's a given. And then when you're choosing other stunts, um, it says right under there, additional stunts with GM approval. You may also select stunts from the general Fae list, which is separate for your character. Um, and then they have the other ones that are listed right here. Right. So when you're selecting stunts, you can pick from there. Right, and two things here. First of all, my understanding is my character is pure mortal, purely human. I'm not supernatural, but because of my relationship with the Earl King, I'm essentially granted some special abilities you are or given, access you are to the supernatural. You're given a mantle to wear. Right. And if you die, that mantle just passes to somebody else. Right. So I like this because I've been playing some spellcasters in our other games mm-hmm. and doing kind of funky stuff. I like the idea of just playing a normal dude who's got some special abilities. So that I, impaled by cold iron, that literally means that if someone sticks you with cold iron, the mantle, mantle no longer functions for you. Right. Right. Um, I also love this one because one of my core stunts is called Crazy Ninja Powers. And without knowing <laughs> anything about it, I want Crazy Ninja Powers. Exactly. So uh, I feel good about this. And uh, as you said, I get to pick additional stunts from the general Fey list. Um, I'm probably going to have, the, oppor- you know, have uh, the opportunity to get glamour and mm-hmm. things related to kind of hunting powers and, yep. and wild hunt stuff, which is exactly how I envision my guy. I envision him being out in, you know, he may be super smart or super rich, but he wants to be out in camouflage in the woods hunting and fishing. And so I think, I think this will work well without having looked at it in any detail. And I guess I'll just stop there and say, you know, unless someone else in the party really wants me to play more of a supernatural character or more of a true changeling or rare character, I'm good with this one. I think one of the things to consider there, though, is... Because of the mantle, you yourself are not supernatural, but you're able to do supernatural things because of the mantle. Correct. So you're a, a regular mortal, but you're going to be a super ninja because right. you can, and that's something you'll be checking off boxes when you use it to give you bonuses. Yeah, so, so just to be, you got five boxes you can check. So you can call on that ability, but right. the rest of the time you're a mortal. Right, so just to be clear, I could be Superman, uh, but instead I'm going to choose to be Batman. And being Batman yeah. is fucking awesome because yes. you get to have sex with Catwoman yeah. and be Batman. At the same time. 
So I'm going to play Batman. <laughs> cool. yeah. I'm going to be Batman for the campaign. Yeah, because you you're pretty Batman. much you're Bruce I'm Wayne. Batman. So you may have to come up with a uh, squirrel cave instead of a bat cave. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll stop talking, and maybe we can uh, throw <laughs> no. it over to let's throw it over to Chris and figure out because what I actually want to do a little bit more with your character oh. to start. You've, yeah. you've exhausted the extent of my knowledge. Because so, well, so, well, that's you what keep we reading, want to get started. If you keep reading Wild Power, uh, the Wild Approach, however, has a catch: the GM will modify your description of your action. Yeah, and that's fun. Um, th- and there's, I think. There, there are some of them where, depending on what you roll, you get to pick all of the consequences. And if you roll less, then you and I pick. And then if you roll even less, then only I pick. So it, it, I like some of that variance. I'm not sure if it's exactly that one, but there are some that work like that. Nice. But, Kurt, the reason I say I want to do a little bit more I'll with s- yours is what I want you to do while we move on to the next character. Uh, and this is on page um, 92. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny because the graphic has the guy's leg over the two, so it looks like page nine. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, it's page 92, and at the bottom it talks about your high concept. Now, your high concept is one phrase or sentence that communicates the distilled essence about your character. So I want you to be coming up with that, and then also what the trouble is for your character. And there's an example of right. that on 93. The, and then start thinking about the third aspect. Yeah, those will be easy for me. Um, before I stop, I'm just going to throw out that one of my core stunts is uh, Enforcer of the Accords. Mm-hmm. Queen Mob and or Mob and Erkling have appointed me as the enforcer of the Unseelie Accords. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, just out of uh, a point of reference, because I only ever listened to the audiobooks, I never read the books. In the audiobooks, he says Mab. 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 That's yes. fine. Mab. Um, yes. So, if I'm the witness or informed by the Earl King of any violation, I receive plus two on certain actions taken against the violators. I just like the idea that I'm going to basically, be an basically, yeah. yeah. As, as, as the Yorkshire King says that dude violated. Take him out. Right, I'm down. So I get to be a little <laughs> bit of a, like an enforcer, maybe an assassin. So, who knows? We had the question earlier: like, who polices the police? Well, who violates the violators? Right. We know that now. Right, yep. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I am watching the Watchmen. Um, yes. All right. So should so who, I? Who wants to step up with a mantle next for their character while Kurt um, goes about a couple of personal uh, details on his? I might. I might overcomplicate this, but I was oh, looking over do. the Knights of the Cross. <laughs> I was looking at the Knights of the Cross thing. And I like the idea of doing that, but he's also a white court virgin. So he's not a vampire, like yeah. JJ mentioned, but he's got that taint on him. He's got a taint, and he's trying to repent, but he's a Knights of the Cross. So, but but then there's a whole crisis of faith thing where he kind of like sways to the bad side every once in a while. So here's what I want to do with that. Let's say that's what it is, and see if there's anything that we violate by doing it. Okay. Because I, I want that to happen, but yeah. I don't. If we find a rule that says these two things are not compatible right. or not possible. Then we we either find a way to to adjust so right. we're okay, or we we break the rule in order yeah, to make right. it happen. Yeah. But what I think what it'll end up meaning is you won't get the full powers of either. Right. No, but it'll yeah, be close, and that's yeah. what we'll try to figure out. Right. But go ahead and tell us what that means. Uh, well, the Knights of the Cross is the you serve the God of Abraham and battle supernatural forces with the strength of your faith and consecrated weaponry. I guess there's uh, one of the swords is up. Nobody's got it right now. There was like three yep. weapons, and one yep. one's uh, one spot is open at the moment. Yep. Um, um, uh, Amarakius, I think, yeah, was yeah. uh, Michael's. Yeah, that's Michael's sword. Yeah. And then I can't remember the one that Sasha has. I can't remember either. It's it, the it A1. is in the book it's somewhere. It's the A1. The one Which, that starts... Uh, yeah, I can't even see it now. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So then there's the third one. I don't even remember what that one was, but wasn't that the one that the, the, uh, guy. the Chinese guy had? The, oh, the Asian guy, the yeah. Asian dude. Okay. And the Russian dude is the atheist. Yeah, and that's Sasha. That makes sense. That's Sasha. Yeah. Huh? Because the stature <laughs> yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense to be the Russian guy. Um. But we'll uh, yeah we'll figure that part out. But go. Yeah, and the, but then the whole and then I'll switch over to the white court white court virgin vampire virgin thing is the uh, you were born. From a vampire, but you've never fed. Okay. But you still, you know, kind of have to, I guess, you're kind of still feeding it anyway, but you've never killed anybody, you know. Okay. So the, we just have to figure out, yeah, like, I guess. Well, I think one of the <laughs> which things. Which powers would work and which One of the would, things you have to pick, I believe, if you're a, va- a vampire, white court, is which house? Because there are three houses. Well, it would have to be the white court virgin. So, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but there's still houses. Yeah, there's, there's still different there. houses. Yeah. There are three houses. I guess I'd want to go for the one, I think it was the Devices. Well, the, the the only one I keep remembering right now is um, 
the house wraith uh they feed on lust that's the one and that's the one right we, and then there's the, the banking malvora or something is yeah malvora and that and one is like uh scavacy or scavacy or i don't know i'm probably I think that might apart. Be the person who runs which is the despair despair right mm-hmm. Um, Which might work for a priest because he's, you know, people come in and they're, you, you know, know and he dark, feeds off that. Yeah, it's a Catholic priest in confession. Yeah, oh my totally. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> You're super powerful. So I'm getting it's that a little bit. Or despair yeah, but then, you know, I'll make it work out with the Knights of the Cross. You know, that, that's pretty that good. Really, that yeah. is really good. So what I'd want to do with that is, um, Which I should probably be between this. those <laughs> two things, you want to see... So there's going to be core stunts under each one. Yeah, we just might have so, to limit. Yeah, so how many are there? So there were three. The Knights of the Cross stunts. have a lot. The other one, the White Court doesn't have much because White Court right. says you're pure mortal and you, and you get things at supernatural level. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I guess we'd have to say what's yeah. what bleeds more over or not. You know? But the um, for example, the the mantle that Kurt chose for his character is three core stunts. Now, if we look between the two. Knight of the Cross and the, the White Court Vampire, how many total are there? Maybe we just take half. Uh, there's or like pick th- and choose. Yeah, yeah, there's two core stunts for the Knight of the Cross, and there's a bunch of additional stunts, or okay. five additionals. So I guess what I would say the for White you, White Court Chris, doesn't have much. I think the only thing I would really like for the, I would use for the Vampire, maybe is use one of the Vampire stunts, like either physique, toughness, or recovery. So maybe he's a little tougher than okay. normal. And then I don't know if I would really want to... So we we essentially want to treat this as a mantle and a mantle B, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't have two equal. Right. You're a knight of the cross who also happens to be a white court man. Right. So it's okay. just and it just and that's more connection and just a little okay. bit of the maybe that's why like oh she came after me because she thought then like oh he's I'd definitely be curious how Yahweh feels about the vampire. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. Just totally. But he, I'm still yeah. I'll have All to right. determine that. Yeah. Right. And that's where the crisis cool. of faith comes in for the trouble thing, I guess. So your homework while we move on to another character yeah. <laughs> will be the same. Uh, look up your, or come up with um, your high concept and a trouble and start thinking about the third aspect. But for you, pick the cores that make sense. And what I would say is if there's only two under Knight of the Cross, yeah. um, then and you want both of them then look for one of the more minor ones under the white court vampire something that like you said something that that kind of fits the theme you're thinking without necessarily going what might be considered overpowered the knight of the cross again is kind of like a you know paladin type guy essentially you you want to play more of a paladin than a vampire no i kind of i just wanted to have that bad piece in there the he's guy's a, a catholic a priest but he's not he's corrupted but he's yeah. not a bad guy but he has to use that that bad part of himself to do good and if he if we're talking about him being born of a vampire then it wasn't his fault right, right? right he didn't right, right. choose to be there yeah. so to speak yeah. and like now are you going to be able to good. go in and hang with the vampire court if you need to well or? i don't have the connection because i'm a white court virgin right. i can't really call on them yet. for favor but i, c- I can have right. the connection but they're kind of like, I'm on the pay no mind list. So is one of, I'm just curious, the way this adventure goes, like, this could go two ways, right? You right. kill someone, and now you're in with a vampire. Oh, that's, yeah, right. Or you're the good paladin who's yeah. just constantly... It's open for, yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you an idea of a way that I would expect it to start. Being a white court virgin, we've already said white court vampires are running the banks. Yeah. Well, being the white court virgin he is, and a knight of the cross... He's not going to get any special rates at Wells Fargo. Right. <laughs> right. He's going to pay the same interest as everyone else is paying. Okay. Because he's nowhere near important enough for any special consideration. Well, but, gen- but just so we know, generally you're starting out more in the, I want to be a good guy who's a little troubled, rather than I'm at the borderline of evil, but I'm still kind of a good guy. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. And, and t- good point. That's where we're starting. Right, yes. right, right, right. <laughs> but it's important to know where we're starting. To go completely yeah. the other, yeah, could go sideways quick. So, yeah, Chris, start going with those things. Um, <coughs> also, for you as well, Kurt, name and appearance, you can start thinking of those things. If you don't it's devastatingly handsome. Yeah, I'm talking about your character. <laughs> um, <laughs> and who would choose the name Kurt? I mean, come on. Especially when you can have a J as a name instead, because I can sympathize with that. Um, people who have a hard K sound to start their names are stupid. <laughs> I am. My eldest son. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. My eldest son told me yesterday <laughs> that his name was completely stupid. Did he? And I was like, what, the, what kind of name do you want, Thomas? He's like, <laughs> Emilio. I was like, fine, <laughs> I'm going to call you Emilio Schumacher from now on. <laughs> Have fun with that. 
<laughs> he was like ready though. He was ready. He was, was totally awesome. ready. He took like Emilio. three seconds. He's like Emilio. Yeah. Did you literally hear the culture clash yeah. at the time? Yeah. By the way, we watched Teen Wolf last night as a family. Oh, that's good that's fun with a twelve, year, uh, eleven year old, and a nine year old. Yes, because he's fun. Teen Wolf. He's gonna throw it yeah. out there that if you have not watched Teen Wolf in a while. It's 1985 at its yeah. best. And wasn't Michael J. Fox like 50? <laughs> yes. When he played? Also, I know he wasn't. It came out immediately after Back to the Future, which yeah. Back to the Future feels like a kind of a high-budget big movie. And then you watch Teen Wolf, and they literally filmed it with like 50 extras yeah. in, a, in a gym. In a awesome. Gym, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, uh, who's going to go next, uh, Mickey or JJ? I think Mickey's ready. Okay. You ready there, Mixer? I chose Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Awesome. Now, so what does that mean? Many Tell mortals us. dedicate their lives to protecting others from supernatural predators despite the disadvantages of their mortality. Some emerge from survivalists, law enforcement, or military backgrounds. But anyone with sufficient motivation can take up this calling. So think uh, kind of like the crossroads of Buffy and Supernatural. Like so, the Supernatural yeah. boys are hunters. Are you human? Human. Correct. But having grown up... In the Cherokee area, I'm really familiar with all that old lore and all that old magic. So, so are you going to be like me with a in. mantle, or are you going to be truly supernatural? Uh, truly, uh, no, not supernatural nor mantle. I have like a, a magic book, a journal, where I've collected different spells and different rituals that I can use to enhance any activities. So cool. she isn't supernatural, but can do supernatural things. Correct. So yes. you and I will be the mortals. I'll be a mortal. I was going to say, what are you, are you going to be? Yeah. So let's so my, talk a little bit about Under Monster Hunter. What does that mean for, like, um, your conditions, your stunts? And we don't, like Kurt had done, you don't have to read all of them, but give an idea of what it sounds so like. So unique conditions in pursuit um, allowed. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, in this condition, supernatural creature in your target. So basically I can target any creature or thing that I'm going after. Oh, you after. can put your mark on them. I can put my yeah. mark. Yeah, like that mark of vengeance. Yeah, the oath of vengeance. Oath of vengeance, yep. there it is. And that allows that, that's what the ability of the great hunt okay. is. Basically, and we'll get into details you later. you pick one creature for your character's duration? Like, no, I hunt so vampires? Like, no, or uh, once a session, I get to pick a Most mark. of these types of things are for an adventure, a session. It could even be for a, a scene that in this scene, I'm after that guy. Yeah. And so then it, it, it can change. One of her thing. additional stunts is Nemesis, which is what you're talking about. So that, so would that be, is uh, a... A favored enemy. Right. That, 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 yeah. not, not even a favored enemy. It's a specific yeah. enemy. So, like, you know, the, the, the black court vampire that is trying to take over Greenville. Oh, right. I looked or, at um, Monster Hunter pretty closely. That was one of the ones I was considering. There's some cool stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Looks what cool. else you got, Mick? So wounded, lasting. Uh, so this allows to. Sh- it says mark this condition to absorb four shifts from any attack. So I guess I can become wounded to yeah. throw things off. And that's pretty good. Yeah, a- and I- I'm sure there's some description in there about how you get to pick, mm-hmm. probably, or I get to pick one or the other. Correct. Yeah. Then I've got some core stunts in here, which are countermeasures and Hunter's Network. So with Hunter's Network, if we're on a query or I'm trying to do something, I can kind mm-hmm. of take a time out and do some research and find cool. out more information to oh, aid by in the that way, pursuit. Uh, to that note, for the folks familiar with Dresden, I will be using the Paranet, the Paranetwork. Okay. So that will be in there. And uh, it will actually be in our first opening adventure. So that may even be part of your network. Brilliant. And then countermeasures. Declare what you happen to have a countermeasure on hand, which nullifies you. Oh, it can nullify something. Okay. Ah. So you just happen to carry around flares in case you are attacked by a heat-seeking missile. Why not? <laughs> and it also says at the GM's discretion, this sun can also nullify other effects of supernatural power, such as by avoiding or a soul gaze or seeing through glamour. Nice. Cool. And, and that, I would assume sense. that's kind of just a personal thing. You can see through a glamour, but the ones with you may not be able to. Correct. I like that idea. That's cool. I've got a personal saying. you got a personal saying yes, already? Yes, I do. Nice. If brute force doesn't work, you're not using enough. <laughs> that's my saying. <laughs> not anymore, it isn't. It's she mine. said it first. He who smelt it, dealt it. She who denied it, supplied it. <laughs> I think you should go with. I, uh, like that. I have That's values. Cool. They stack up nicely. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So Mickey, same idea. Come up with a high concept again. If you haven't already, and you, I think you, I see some notes here. I think you may have some of that. But between high concept trouble, 
and um, start thinking about a third aspect. And I think you have a name already, and then maybe some of a, uh, an appearance. First name Mora, last name Less. Mora Less. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I've had too much time on the internet. <laughs> However, you shouldn't spell less L-E-S-S, because I'm looking I'm at your spe- that, cause that's You've got to so find a different way to spell it. Well, I have to write it that way, otherwise I won't pronounce it correctly. Ah, all right. But it's a play on words for moral Or maybe just one S. Fine, I'll drop an S. Yeah. Stop telling me how to do my too, stuff, It's too Joe. literal. You spelled Mora, M-A-U-R-A, not M-O-R-E-A. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine, I'll drop it. You're, you're talking without your mic on. Yeah. M for muted. I had a girl in my first grade, first grade class named Mora, M-A-U-R-A. She's really yeah. cute. Yeah. Now you have a girl in your first podcast named Mora. You have a, that's her name? How's she yeah. spelling it? Same way. M-A-U-R-A. <laughs> so not Buffy. And her last name is Les. More or less. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Actually, her mantle is horrible. <laughs> mantle is horrible. <laughs> so yeah, Mickey, continue with your homework. And then we are moving on to uh, the Mr. JJ to see what mantle he has picked for Clavis. So I, d- I like the idea of doing the warden thing, being the, the wizard cop. Okay. Um, so now it's going to be, there, there's so much to the magical practitioner mantle. Yeah. And is. then I had to purchase additional stunts of White Council membership to warden to silver sword. Mm-hmm. When you say purchase, you mean you gave up refresh points to get those? I don't know. When when you choose additional stuns, it is at the cost of refresh. Yes. Yeah. And so, I'm sure we'll get into that as we're delving deeper into the characters. So that that is yeah. that is where I plan to go. Though instead of being a silver sword, I want it to be a hammer to tie into my name. So what is your mantle? Mantle is technically magical practitioner. Okay. Um, but there's more to it than that. Yeah. So, tell, I mean, you just gave a summary, but read some of it and tell us the pieces that you're going to use. Um, so I'm going to uh, utilize the third eye a lot. Um, for whatever reason, I have a resistance to um, the horrors of the third eye. Okay. What is the third eye? Other the third the eye... Um, it allows you to you see everything as a metaphorical expression of its true nature. So you see a mugger in an alley, but instead of you seeing, like, I don't see a mugger. I see a, a jaguar hungering for meat. So the, see the, the mugger's only mugging because he's hungry. Hmm. So it allows you to see the true nature of things expressed mm-hmm. through a dreamlike state. Interesting. Um, you actually see it that way in... Yeah. I, I don't see a mugger at all. I just see a jaguar. Oh, wow. And then I can turn it off and... Well, but if you saw a mugger as a jaguar going for meat, you wouldn't be interested in stopping that at all. Because a jaguar... Yes, I meat. would. Because he, he's aware that he's I, I'm still aware that I'm, seeing, yeah. I'm in a dreamlike state. He knows there's not a jaguar attacking a, okay. a deer on the street corner. All right. Got it. Yeah. And, and if the situation was a little different, like if the mugger's attacking out of um, you know, fear or something, too, it could be self-defense. Yeah. And it, to everyone else, it looks like a mugger attacking somebody, but really they're there for self-defense. He would see a picture. So the idea is he knows what's that. happening, but he sees the true motive behind it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I like but it. But I don't see what's literally happening. I only see the motive behind the mm-hmm. actions. So it's, it's kind of a... But the thing is, like... Typically but you know it's not like, a jaguar. Exactly. Okay. But typically with the third, with the third eye, um, you get horrible, like, experiences. So, like, why did that building get built? It was so that they could bury somebody in it. So, like, I would see some kind of representation of that in its construction. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of horribleness in the world. And being exposed to that causes some people to go insane when they use the third eye too much. For whatever reason, I seem to be resistant to it. Well, that's part of being a warden, too. You exactly. have to be resistant to that so you can keep things in check. Right. Mm. Yeah, if you weren't, you wouldn't be very good at it for long. Exactly. Um, all right, so that, that covers a little bit of it. What about so, uh, core stunts? As a, as, a, as a wizard, I get evocation. Mm-hmm. Thaumaturgy and soul gaze. 
Oh, a wizard soul gaze is pretty special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wizard soul gaze is pretty special. Um, what does so, it say there? So soul gaze, when looking someone d- directly in the eye for more than a few seconds, you peer into their soul, and they likewise get to see yours. The exchange manifests itself as a cryptic vision. Make a focus roll opposed by their focus roll. The winner learns one concrete, useful piece of information about the other individual. Or two things if the winner succeeds with style. Mm-hmm. On a tie, each person learns something. These things can be advantages with a free invoke at the GM's discretion. Where do you learn that from? From the character? Like, it, let's say I roll up, I pose JJ and yeah. I win. Yeah. And I learn something. I would about have him. to tell you, you have something tell true and concrete. Yeah. And whether or not it's established or not, like, I just tell you something. And now you know that. And I have to record it on my sheet. And, and of course, typically that's going to be against some NPC at some point. Yeah. And it'll be a trade between myself and JJ. But yeah, if it's another player character, then most likely you have to come up with something right then that will be true forevermore. Right, because it will be something that happened, or something that your character would do, no matter the circumstance. It has to be a truth. Am I gonna have to call you Cletus for the next thirty episodes? Yes, you are. You can call me Bits, I suppose. You can call him Cleterus. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is there significance? There? <laughs> but I don't understand. There's some other things like the, the thaumaturgy allows me it. to use ritual magic. Evocation allows me to use yeah. basic spells. Cool. Um, By the way, ritual magic is very, in the Dresden Files, accelerated. It is very similar to how Harry worked with Bob. Yep. Bob, I need to be able to track somebody. What stuff do I need? You know, get a piece of hair, get some, you know, hog's wart or whatever the hell. Hogs Put all these in a, bu- in, in a uh, freaking cauldron and boil it for two days and then don't touch it. Or, you know, whatever that is. Yep. We come up with that stuff based on your requirements. And um, at the end, provided everything works out, it does what you wanted it to do. It's cool. So we've gone around. Now, actually, I give JJ his homework. Remember, you've got yep. your high concept trouble and think of a third aspect and um, maybe start coming up with an appearance for uh, Cletus if you have not. Okay. And then we'll go back to Kurt. So Kurt, um, what'd you end up with as a high concept? Okay, so JJ and I did a little written back and forth um, on so I'll be curious to know whether I have done this correctly or not. And by the way, as an offline, I've read none of the Dresden stuff and I've read none of the Dresden accelerated PDF other than what you directed but I've been reading about fake core I've been reading the Fate Core rule book over the last mm-hmm. month at like 10 pages a day. And there are, I would say, 75% similarity between Correct. these systems. So all these things like high concept troubles, aspects yeah. are all in there. And to be honest, I'm going to be totally honest here. I feel like I'm a smart dude. I don't get Fate. Yeah. I just don't get it. And it's funny because I got it when we played the one shot. And I loved it. There is it. no Fate but what you make. <laughs> well, so so help me if I'm wrong on this. So the high concept, um, I had something a little longer, and JJ suggested, and I think he's right, that my high concept is that I am a wealthy woodsman. You want a sentence that distills yeah, your character. It's a phrase or sentence that is true of your character in all situations and something that drives you. Well, so I had something like, <coughs> I'm more at peace in nature than anywhere else. So a combination but of that would be the dollars in there. wealthy woodsman who's more comfortable with nature than he is with you people. Or something like that. A, a it, sentence it, that distills the concept of your character down right. to as short a sentence as possible. And if you think you're a woodsman more than a wealthy man, then that fits. But maybe you think you're more of the wealth that enjoys nature. So word it the way that's right, comfortable right. So for you. Right. So in my case, I'm more character. the outdoorsy woodsman yeah. who happens to have old money or yeah. be of old money. Uh, so I'll come up with an exact way yeah. to word that. But the idea is, I'm a wealthy so, woodsman who's much more comfortable in nature than at society functions. It doesn't have the same game mechanic as an actual aspect. By the way, an aspect can be invoked or compelled, mm-hmm. but your mantle is still something that has to be true of your character, unless some drastic life changes happen. So you would always have money, and you would always be more interested in the woods. Right. And those things, they will define how you play your character. So if you start playing your character outside of those bounds, then we review 
what your character is because he's no longer the same person he started as. Right. As my trouble, I have something like modernity equals ruin, development equals unhappiness. And so that sets up a conflict with what's happening in the upstate generally with all of this development and the growth. And so say it again. I, I mean, want to try and absorb it. Again, this is just my first crack yep, at it. But ahead. I just wrote modernity equals ruin. And the, the, my thought there was I'm this warden of the elf king or whatever I am. And he's Earl King. Earl, Earl king, king. Sorry. The Earl King is all fighting against ruin. Yeah. Mm. So modernity equals ruin. Development equals unhappiness. I'm trying to set up here that yeah. one, I'm one, I'm comfortable in nature, and two, I'm a a warden of the Earl King, who's fighting against ruin and destruction, and so those things are very much aligned. So then, how what we want to know here is how is it a trouble? So, for example, uh, for example, literally on page 93, there is there are examples like one from the X Files. The truth is out there. That's a trouble for you know Mulder. Because he's always looking for the truth and getting himself in trouble. Right. Uh, another one is everyone shoots the messenger, especially if you're a messenger. Well, so how does right. so, how I mean, does I, yours relate to how does that get you in trouble? Is it because you're in the way of industry and you're getting like, yeah? I mean, I guess the, the idea is that the people who have power right now, which yeah. are the real estate developers, I'm opposed to everything they're doing. Okay. Like every time they want to build something, I would rather it be a greenfield. So you are the one hugging the tree or I'm laying the tree in front hugger. of the bulldozer. Or, okay. Exactly. Whether I'm literally doing it or supporting those people, yeah. like I'm opposed to the growth of the upstate. So your trouble, the way we're currently framing this, your trouble is you're in their path. Right? You, the, the, the things that they want to do, you're trying to stop them. And they, at least perceptually, have more power than you. Correct. Okay. And the only I put one other aspect. So your third aspect. Yeah, Yeah. and then I wanted to reserve the others for as things go on. But it would be something like, and here I'm actually literally thinking of the Batman character. Okay. I can dress up well, but I don't like to. Meaning, if there is something that we need the rich guy to go to at the Poinsett Club Mm -hmm. or at the Charlotte Commerce Club or whatever, like I am probably the character that can go and do that. But that is not my preferred state. So the the third closet has the tuxedos. The first one is like camouflage and then khaki fishing shirts. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, yeah, tuxedo. Okay. Right. So just like Bruce Wayne is much more comfortable as Batman and out hunting things, but he can dress up when he has to. That's kind of the way I view my guy. So And by the way, we if we decide to if we don't want I mean, I don't care about the rich guy part. That's secondary to me. I just thought I, I it, like would, it. it would be like nice it. to have that option that we have access yeah. to the old money resources. Because yeah. I like the that world. your dichotomy is just like Chris's where you're rich but don't want to show it, and he's a vampire and wants to hide it. Right, and it's, yeah. not, that I'm a, I mean, it's not that I'm trying not to show it. It's that that's just not who I am. Like, what I am is that, I'm yeah, a nature guy, right. and I happen to have $100 million in my bank account. There's got to be a conflict between tying your own lures and just buying the best one out there. Exactly. Right? You, you, you probably right. struggle with that sometimes. Right, right. Dress up in your tux. By the way, the can, I, can I give a 30-second aside here? I would love it. Um, so I was thinking That's about, enough. while I was out urinating off of a uh, microphone, <laughs> this is super <laughs> interesting. Does. It's, it's super interesting doing the character creation this way because I was yeah. thinking about Strahd, which is such a great adventure. And I had this backstory for my character in my mind that I never brought out. Mm-hmm. My fault, not blaming anyone else, but I never brought it out. And in this, we're going to get a very, very, very good sense by the time we start Adventure one of who our characters are because we've literally created them together. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Which I'm not saying is necessarily better or worse, but I definitely, I definitely felt like I failed in Strahd in terms of making my character interesting because I did not get his character out into the game. And I feel like that is not going to be an issue with this game because we are literally creating our characters together. It's one of the things I really yeah. like about this system. It, it's either better or worse depending on situation. Almost everything situational, right. but. For us, where we want our characters to be intertwined as we start, right. it's better, without yeah. a doubt. It's better. It's just interesting. Yeah. I like and it. then character growth while we're going, now we have a solid foundation. Right. So when we want to bring up something that happened in your childhood, then like your parents got killed by bats, <laughs> right? <laughs> so do you I think know that didn't happen to right. Batman's parents, or Bruce Wayne as he's called. But. So are my... Are my concept trouble aspects relatively close So something that will work? Yes. What I need to think of and what you need to think of, for that matter, this is true of everyone at the table. When you have aspects, your, your um, uh, 
uh, high concept, trouble, third aspect, and any other aspects we come up with. The important part of all of those is, is it, it is a definition of your character, and it can be used both for you or against you. Right. And if those things aren't true, then it isn't right. Right. So while we're on me, um, can we do appearance and maybe approaches quickly? While we're on you. Yes. While we're on me? Yes. And then I'll be quiet. All right, first, let's all get on Kurt. And, um, let's all get on Kurt. Um, so my, let's go ahead with appearance, and I think actually what I'd want to do, because I didn't tell anyone to do approaches yet, is we'll do that and come back to it. Okay, well, I was so going to say, go I want to do approaches just because I don't quite understand. So uh, Then we'll go back to it so that we all understand. We'll, we'll go on the same page. Okay, so my, I would just think of my, um, my character's name is Jamie Cleveland. And Jamie Cletus. Jamie Cleveland. Cleveland. And Cletus Cleveland would be an awesome name. You guys are related. Well, Cleveland is an old upstate <laughs> name, so uh, that's why I've chosen that. Um, and my name may not, formal name may not, may not be Jamie, but that's what I go by. And my appearance would be kind of handsome but shaggy, so like a little longer hair than would be socially acceptable. Now, do you sport a beard or just a shadow? No. Because um, you're definitely not clean shaven. I mean, in my opinion, you wouldn't be. So even if I was in a tuxedo at the club, I'm going to have a little bit longer, kind of wavier, almost like surfer boy hair. But I would be clean shaven for that. Well, yeah. But on a day-to-day basis, I'm definitely rocking like the kind of Fu Manchu kind of, like, not scruffy because I still care, but just. uh, I care, just not that much. I care enough to show people that I don't care. Nice. So there is a little bit of a front. Yes. All right. And, you know, other than that, probably uh, pretty average. Six, average six height, one. average weight. Yeah, you yeah. know, like good well, looking, average, but not... The average man is, I think, s- still 5'7", so you don't want to be average. Well, then I'm... Is, I'm really? you're above is that true? When they design cars for average-sized people, I think uh, women are 5'2", and men are 5'7". Well, that's hilarious. I'm six feet, and I think of myself as totally average. Yeah. You, you know, in the South, there are taller people. Seriously, in the Northeast, there are shorter people. Hmm. Um, well, at least in Massachusetts. Well, what I would say here it's is colder. I am... I am uh, handsome oh, enough to right. be attractive to anyone who's interested, but ah. not stunningly handsome. Okay. How about that? All right. Now, how about your character? <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So that's good. Um, Chris, you want to talk about what you've come up with for your high concept, trouble, and third aspect? High concept, I'm going with uh, Tribulational Saint, which is... Uh, the tribulational saints are supposed to be people that go through the rapture, but they're here on earth dealing with all the crap. So they don't get the okay. they don't when the rapture happens, they don't go up. They're still hanging out, doing right. God's work, getting the crap kicked out of them. Modern, we're gonna get, you know be martyred and all that jazz. So, so on a day to day basis, what does that mean for your character now? He's fighting evil, okay. and down on earth still he doesn't he doesn't get to go to heaven, and he might never get to go. He's always fighting evil down here, you know. But he's trying to get there. That's his. That's his. Uh, Okay. He wants to be good, but he's got that, you know, he's born evil kind of thing. Not born okay. evil, but, you know, born with that corruption. Is he pre-millennial or post-millennial? <laughs> uh, pre, I don't want to be millennial at all. That's war. <laughs> so tribulational. Tribulational saint. Saint. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, trouble. Trouble what would be like, oh, trouble? Uh, the hunger of having the feed still. Okay. And uh, so he's got to be careful because he can't, if he knows if he kills somebody while feeding, it's all over for him. So what do we phrase that as? Something like, I need to feed? I said overcoming the hunger or I don't know. Okay, all right. Overcoming the hunger. That works. Okay. The third thing, I I was kind of, I'm not sure what to go with this because I don't know. They kind of leave it pretty wide open for the third. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, technically he's a wielder of that sword, the Amarachius, I guess I could have that as part of the third aspect, but doesn't have to, because that lines up more with the Knight of the Cross thing, but it doesn't have to be that, I guess, specific. Okay. I don't know. I mean, Well, it really, like I was saying for Kurt, and this is something to keep thinking about for everyone, each of these, each aspect in your high concept should be something that can be used for you or against you. So okay. um, the idea of the, the hunger, right? right. So for you, um, you know that if you needed to, you could feed. However, right. I could use it against you. And force a situation where if you feed, it's a bad thing. Right, yeah. Right? Or if so, and the same idea along the, all of the lines. Um, right. Any aspect that comes up could either be um, invoked or compelled. 
Gotcha. Really. I think of the words that are still used in the accelerated system. Uh, and that really means either you are saying, I'm, I am, a, um, uh, gosh, what was it, the high concept against the tribulational, tribulational saint? saint. Yeah. I am a tribulational saint, and that would help me in this situation in this way. Or I say, because you're a tribulational saint, this could hurt you, and here's how. <clears throat> so think of the same thing for your third aspect. Like my old character was horny virgin or whatever, yeah. which is a great description. And you could <laughs> yes. go either way. Exactly. It could drive me to yeah. act, or you could use yep. it against me. Yep. So if you if you're not ready for that, that's cool. Well, I mean, they mentioned things like, uh, yeah. do you have like a? Jeez, oh, I gotta find it again. So, for example, under third aspect, again, still on page ninety three, they have right. examples of one is skilled hacker. Of course, that right. could be beneficial. Right. But while you're hacking, of course, that's bad. Yeah, I don't want to do that because right. I kind of do that already. Affinity for cats. I, I don't know why they didn't yeah. just say cat lover. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but anyway, and then the cold never bothered me anyway. So those are both good and bad. Everything yeah. can be good or bad. bad. Trouble is intended to be bad that right. you could try to make light out of. Yeah. Aspect is really just a personality trait, I think. Yeah. Right? It, it is, but it's, I, I like to think of it more as a driving force. Yeah. Because it's something that yeah, should be... I could be, say he's a musician, but who cares? It should be yeah. defining your character as they are in this world. So, like, if you have that sword, it's not just that you have the sword. It's, it, what is the duty that that... Right, it's yeah, that's what I mean. That's, that's why I put down wielder of Amarakius, but I mean, I don't. And, uh, and that is an important thing because in the world, in the Dresden verse, there are people who are um, directly the, opposed. Yeah, the denarius, mm-hmm. yeah, right. are directly opposed. Yeah, the denarians. So yeah. being a wielder makes you a target. Yeah, right. but so being a wielder also gives you certain powers. Right, certain that's why I put it down. Be something yeah. like I'm a sworn wielder of the sword. Well, it, well yeah. it is like yeah, you have like a. I don't know. I think it's mentioned. What's some of the examples of uh In which part? Uh, where is it? Because I'm under the. Do they possess a mighty creation? artifact. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's what that is. Okay. And is known throughout history. Yeah. In this case, so that's right. why I put that as my for, for the people in the know. It yes. is known throughout history, yes. right? So I put cool. that. Yeah, because I have people gunning for me, but then I have a sworn duty to use it to, for good. Any idea? Uh, actually, what was your character's name? Do you know yet? I haven't. Uh, I, I want to do. I was thinking of doing Victor Bartok. I think everybody should use some sort of anagram of Cletus. <laughs> I like Victor Bartok. Bartok sounds vampiric. My name is yeah. It's, Hungarian. it's based on a guy named it's a Hungarian uh, it's like composer. A composer, yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, and Victor any, with a K. Yeah. Oh, so Victor with a K. Kick, yeah. Really. Victor. Yeah, Victor. Victor like that. Bartok. That is. Yep. So, oh, yeah, okay. Any idea what he looks like yet? I kind of had a like. Uh, Kind of want him like the high, like kind of like the Michael Rooker guy from. Uh, he's in the Guardians of the Galaxy and like Walking Dead and a bunch of other movies. But like when he had like the goatee and the mustache and goatee and the high and tight haircut, so he's kind of tough. Okay. But he's not. Uh, doesn't look like super strong. But he's a tough looking dude. You know, just a tough guy. Looking like dude. Tough, yeah. How old? Like, well, it doesn't matter, right? If I'm a vampire, but I, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> probably it looks like late thirties, early forties. Exactly. Yeah. Appearance. How yeah. old does he look? Yeah, right. he probably looks like late thirties, early forties, but you can't. Really yeah. Because in the in our world, your actual age won't matter. It's what you're perceived as that'll right. matter. Okay, cool. Okay. So we're there. Um, Mickey, you ready to step up to the proverbial plate? Oh boy! Do it, babe. Is that Come yes on. or no? <laughs> having some trouble here okay All well right. troubles we're, we're here to help so what high help. concept did you come up with so high concept i got the idea of this determined hunter okay. like hunting is the family business for mara okay generate she's you know for generations her family has so her mantle kept, was passed down it was passed okay. down like her family has kept this journal and each person has added to it keeping a record of the histories of the monsters and the the what has been active in the area and who's cool. gone against what. Make sure, make sure that's noted that the journal was passed down because I'd love to be able to use that almost like we did with a diary before. Mm-hmm. I'd love oh, okay. to be able to give you messages that you may not have read in the past or may not have understood. That's a good thing. So your high concept is you're like a multi-generational monster hunter? Correct. And she's conflicted because she realizes that with the you know modern era, 
the hunters are being increasingly outgunned. So she's got this desire to gain more power, more um, yeah. resources to be able to fight the monsters because they're now... In the now modern world, vampires also have guns. Is that your trouble? World, yeah, it could be my, my trouble as well because she can be kind of swayed to go too far, maybe. What did you have as a trouble before he asked that? Um, well, I didn't. I okay. just have... So that, I wrote down, realized so we're increasingly outgunned, and I could see that as maybe being yeah. um, kind of lured over to maybe playing with less than above board characters to try so and gain access. What if we worded it something like um, an old skill in a modern world? Mm-hmm. Okay. Old skill in a modern world. I'm thinking of that. Outgunned, or to me, just infers guns, and, and they're more powerful than you. Right, I like the but idea. Metaphorically, the idea is I'm yeah. outgunned and I don't want to be. Yeah. Correct. Like with so the you've got to hone your skill to the modern age. Yes. And that's why because I'm thinking that's what an the old skill in a modern world. That's what the monsters are doing, right? Some yeah. of them are coming more mainstream right, with so the, the, the rage and the invasive. An old skill in the modern world. So her skill is passed down through generations, and it's only been perhaps in the last hundred years that the bad guys actually have a hand up on, um, because they're, they've always been the evil and powerful, and now they have new things where you may right. not have all the same tools. Correct. You're still walking around with the wooden stakes, mm-hmm. and they have machine guns. Yep. So we, we need to get yeah. access to, to more powerful things. So I can and see being that a regular mortal, you haven't had the connections to pick up your own laser cannon. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> then that might be useful at some point. My third aspect, I've mm-hmm. got uh, resourceful. Can MacGyver the shit out of anything? I like it saying it the second way. Can yes. The, can MacGyver, MacGyver the, the shit out of, shit anything? Out of yeah. anything? So really, to me, what that means is you can take what's at hand and make something that's useful for the situation. Yeah, that's, that's, actually, that's a great that aspect. Yes. That's really good. Yeah. That's awesome. Although Chris said that muted. Anything's a weapon what? If you hold it right. <laughs> yes. Which fits with the A butter se. knife is awesome <laughs> because it's both a, uh, an edged and a blunt weapon. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Good. Cool, yeah. and um, you already had your name. What was it, El- Esmeralda Fancy Pants? Or? More, more or less. Oh, yeah, more or less. That Do we thing. really have to go with less? Any idea? No, we could change it. Can't we be more uh, high Actually, guard? it's better when she's called for attendance in school because it's less Mora. Less Mora. We don't want as much as we used to have. Um, any idea what you want it to look like yet? Nani. How about Mora Lassard? Fine. Sounds kind of vampiric. <laughs> Mora Lassard. Mora less is better. Because Lassard is definitely a Cherokee name. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Are you married? Uh, <laughs> no. She's married to the, her, her German. How about... <laughs> well, shit, I'm not going to make yeah. Native American jokes now. Um, All right. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, any idea what she's going to look like? Mora Lestrade. Um, Nani. Remember Nani from Mora Lilo and Stitch? No. Oh, yeah. so the sister? Really? Kind of Polynesian looking, okay. long dark hair, looks like in her late 20s, early 30s. So Pocahontas. Not all the way Pocahontas. Maybe 20, 30% Pocahontas. You guys can play that later, but <laughs> for the game purposes. <laughs> late 20s, early 30s, like you know, uh, calloused hands. She's been... JJ will be Stitch and she'll be Pocahontas. <laughs> That's going to be fun. 5'5". Five, five. My height. Cool. JJ, you're up next. What did you end up with as a mantle? Mantle is my practitioner. Um, okay. And I did the dash warden thing because I want to get down oh, to that. Oh, we did mantle. I'm sorry. I meant to say high concept. What was your high concept you came up with? High concept is third eye addict policer of wizards. Okay. Third eye addict. So he is constantly looking at stuff for its true nature. Yep. Please, sir. Okay. So what we'll need to do in the game sessions is you will let me know when that's important to you yep. so that I can come up with something. <laughs> um, is that really two high concepts or is it one? It is a one sentence that incorporates two different aspects. Yeah. You, can, you can string as much, as long as it turns into a sentence, it's fine. Um, what troubles him? Tr- my main trouble is my family doesn't know. You mean your human family? My human family. They like, don't know that you I, are I settled down okay. here in the upstate, and they do not know that magic exists or anything. In order for that to be expansive enough, we need to know more about your family. So think about that. Okay. They need to have some level of importance. How about... 
I mean, I mean, if it's my just, family doesn't know or no one close to me knows? No, my family doesn't know. Like, I mean, th- my family just thinks I'm a police officer. Right. And, and yeah, in order for that to be important. Do you have friends that know? Like best friends? No, that know? no one would know. So in no one close to you knows. In order for that to mean something so as is, a trouble, it needs to be something that I can use even when your family's not around. Right. I'm I'm in, you're in the right. closet. Oh. Sure. He's a closet <laughs> wizard cop. Right. <laughs> well, but there's a difference between my yeah. family doesn't know and yeah. no one I it, care it, about knows. Yeah. It, need, it, cop. it needs to be expansive enough that it affects you even when your family's not around. Because it's your character's so when, when trouble, I, not I your say, character's trouble at family reunions. When I say it's family, like, I mean anybody I care about. Okay. No one knows that I'm a wizard. Okay. And I well, do these, not. This group of four may know, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Possibly. I'm going to put no one, I, no one I care about knows I'm a wizard. But cool. when, I, when I say I, I like the, the encapsulation of my family doesn't know. Like, mm-hmm. I like that sentence. It's not. I don't mean just my biological family. I mean right. okay. anyone I consider my family. Okay. Um, and they may not know I'm an addict of the third eye, or you know, my family doesn't oh, how know about, anything. How like, about, I'm very private. If I let me try a stab at a little wider thing, people I know don't know me. There you go. How about that? Hmm. That'll work. Because people you don't know probably don't give a damn. People I know <laughs> but don't know me, yeah, so you're very private. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, private to the extra stuff. I mean, as Cletus the car mechanic or whatever. I only ever think of Cletus as a car mechanic, so forgive me. But as Cletus the cop, um, everyone knows he's Cletus the cop. Yeah, yeah. But nobody knows the wizard cop. Do you have a third okay. aspect? Yeah. Uh, my other aspects are don't call me Fitz. Look him in the eye and speak softly, but smash him with a hammer. And you did those because you had to pick extra? Or you did that on your own? I just did it on your own. Okay. So we'll need to explore picking extra stuff after. So the other aspects yeah. is just other aspects. Right. You can just but add them. Yeah, you, and he as said. As part of character creation, some of that is mentioned. So the want, character creation part, that. the aspect of that is yeah. the don't call me Fitz, is because of Kurt saying, Do I really have to call you Cletus the entire time? Uh, that's a, that's a, I immediately I was like, Don't call me Fitz. So in other words, yeah. call me by my name. Oh, how about then, my name is Cletus? We try that. Instead of don't call me Fitz. Fitz. It's funny, yeah. And then put in parentheses, don't call me Fitz. Because for me, I want to think of it as if anyone calls you something else, it's a big deal. Right. Fitzy, okay. the hammer. The right. Fitzinator. Hammer time. John. Hammer yeah. time. Right, so hammer one was time don't call me Cletus. Number two was what? Don't call me Fitz. Uh, don't call me Fitz. My name is Cletus. My name is Cletus. Right. Uh, yeah. Look him in the eye. So I. Yeah. no one, everyone knows who's giving them their punishment so to speak. Like now, there, I, there's a crossroads there with the um, wizard's gaze, the soul gaze, because you can't look someone in the eye for more than a couple of seconds. Exactly. Without so. invoking that focus, uh, focus off. So I would almost call that a trouble. It is. Like, I like everyone to know. And so, okay. like, if I may even, um, before I smite them, so to speak, yeah. I may even let them know that why I'm here through the soul gaze. So that can be an aspect that is also a trouble. I mean, you can invoke it against Oh, yeah, I mean, it is. It is. But I, I think of that as more of a trouble than anything else. Right? Yeah. That's why I said it's so that He's going to be able to compel that's you fine. on that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then and what the was last, last one is uh, speak softly but smash him with a hammer. <laughs> and that, that works because in most situations you shouldn't be the voice of the group. Yep. Right? I've, been, I've been the voice of the group for a couple times but now. But as, so. as, um, as soon as anything... Uh, I don't know. What's the right? As soon as somebody starts crossing the line, you hit them. Yep. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm very judgy. So and then to wrap up this episode, what does he look like? Um, I, I see him as a older gentleman, probably in his early fifties. Is that um, what he looks like? Uh, no. Like if somebody saw Cletus on the street in his officer's uniform, yes. how old does he look? He look he looks like he's in his early fifties, okay. maybe late forties, early fifties. Okay. And um, he's uh, he's fairly slight to the build. Okay. Um, I would say a little bit thicker than wiry. Ah, okay. Thicker than wiry. Whatever he's that wiry, means. Wiry plus. Wiry plus. <laughs> he's a lightweight rower. 
Yeah, I could guess that. It's double insulated wire. <laughs> double insulated I'm wire. I'm barbed wire. Uh, barbed wire. He's pointy. <laughs> um, how... Uh, how is he normally seen? Because I keep thinking of the police officer, right? Yep. Is do when people think of Cletus, is he in his officer's uniform or is he in you know khakis and a polo? Right? What uh, is his normal garb? Normal garb would definitely be a uniform. Okay. He he likes that uh, authority. So w- even when uniform. he's off duty, he wears the police polo shirt exactly. or something like that. Okay. So that, that that extra ounce of authority, so that he doesn't have to ever smack someone down. And he, you get, he get a 10% discount almost everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Especially donuts. Especially do- stereotype much? Much. God. <laughs> I went to Glaze Gourmet Donuts in Charleston yesterday. I bought four donuts. It cost me $14.40. And then what? I, and then offline, I'm going to tell you how amazing these donuts were. Offline, I'm going to show you a picture of donuts from Spart- in Spartanburg. It's uh, downtown donuts in Delhi. I'm going to show you a picture. So However, question- the short of it is... They have donuts with bacon on them. I had an apple bacon yeah. fritter yesterday yeah. as one of my donuts. That sounds yummy. It does. Was it so I'll good you, you wished you could sew your asshole shut so you could keep it forever? <laughs> Not that good. It was so good. I wanted to rub it all over my nipples and lick it off. And on your that note, nipples? we're going to wrap up this session That's of impressive. Adventures from the Shed. And we'll be back with a little bit more of character creation as we're getting finished up preparation for our Dresden's file, Dresden Files Accelerated game. In the meantime, we can all say bye, sayonara. Hasta luego. Yes, it's you. Oh, I didn't hear you. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.